this week on Best Friend Energy. An agent of mine who left agenting to follow his passion, which is comic books, reached out to me and he was like, you know, I just feel like you have a comic book in you. And I was like, that's so weird. Why would you think that? And he said, because of your brain. <laughs> and, so, and I don't know that that was a compliment. Hi, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Today is a very exciting day. They're all exciting days. <laughs> but I would say this is huge for us because as gigantic Schitt's Creek fans. Like obsessive. Obsessive. Embarrassingly obsessive. Okay. I mean, we don't need to like completely, but. Uh, totally embarrassing yes. obsessive. We are thrilled that we get to talk to our super talented friend and actress, Emily Hampshire. Emily played the iconic role Stevie Budd, of course, on Schitt's Creek. And now she is doing so many things on top of it. She recently started a show called The Rig that streaming on Prime. She has a movie coming out at the end of the month called The End of Sex. That's going to be in theaters. I can't wait. I'm a theater goer. I love it. You do love a theater. I love a theater. Um, and she also is the author of a new graphic novel. I mean, could she even do more things? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Um, I'm going to have to stop myself from just like giving Stevie quotes I, to her. Right, that might be annoying. I don't know. You, I could see you giving some quotes Well, you're to right. Her. That's something I would do. Yeah, right. You'll probably give her like a Seinfeld quote. That I might. Yeah. I actually might. She'd probably watch a Seinfeld. <laughs> Try not to ask her. I won't. Um, okay, also on this episode, we have a new segment we're calling That's a Yes for Us. We have done That's a No for Us, so we decided let's just spin it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring Let, some we joy. Have, we have plenty of things that are yeses. Um, so we'll do that, and of course, we'll take some of your DMs. But first, we're going to take a little break and be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Okay. We are going to talk about things that are yeses for us. We actually have a long list. I know we're pretty, I, I, you would think that we are only no's, but we have a lot of yeses. We have both. The yeah. thing The thing is, Joanna and I feel strongly about so many things. That's right. It's Whether, either yes or no. There's actually very few maybes. Very few maybes. And sometimes when something's a maybe, I get nervous right. because I'm like, Something's wrong. Something's wrong that we don't feel strongly in one no, way. No yellow lights. It needs to be green or red. Yeah, right. Let's start. What okay. right now, what do you think is a yes for you? A okay. big yes. I have three. Oh, already off yeah. the bat. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Oh, you've been thinking? See, that's not fair. I, I like to go off the cuff. I haven't been thinking about oh, it. Oh, I have. I've been thinking about it hard. What? What? We we talked about these things. All right, what are they? No, okay. do one at a time. Okay. I need to digest. Okay. May they might all be, this segment might be Joanna's yeses <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. You're just like coming in hot with them. Okay. okay. All, all right. right. I thought you'd be prepared. Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. Number one, you won't relate to this at all, but maybe somebody else will. Okay. All right. And when you said digest... Okay. You didn't even know you were having a pun in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So not a pun, it's just literal. <laughs> right. Okay, right. just literal. Right, just literal. Okay. That's right. Not a pun. Not, not a pun. at all. Okay. Okay. These enormous size chocolate chips, I love to eat in a little bowl in bed at night. You mean a Hershey's Kiss? Nope. Not a Hershey's Kiss. Chocolate chips. They're delicious. They're Why are they better? I don't know. They're so fat and thick. Oh. <laughs> what? In... I, that, I feel assaulted no, by that. No, Clea, you won't, you won't get this. This is, this is a one-sided conversation. <laughs> okay, but wait, so explain to me. I don't get it. Okay, I don't know why. It's just so satisfying. And they're not M&Ms. They're not like, I don't know. There's something about it in a little bowl that just makes me so happy. I love it so is much. Is this your new nightly candy? I, I kind of think so, yeah. Do you have anything else with them? Not necessarily. Sometimes I put fruit with it. But sometimes I just eat them in in a little bowl. And I have these cute little bowls. And I just, I just love is this, it. Is this... Like substituting when you would eat ice cream out of a, a glass? No, I still do that too. You still do that? I thought this was your new dessert. It is, but I mean, I will eat ice cream out of You'll a glass. You'll do both. Yes. Why the ice cream in the glass? It needs to be matte. Like, I don't like the bowl. There's too much airiness in, with ice cream. It needs to be pressed into a glass and almost melted. This is... You asked. Yeah, I shouldn't have, clearly. You, you okay. actually asked. So, so these chocolate chips, yeah. where can people buy them? Um, anywhere. Anywhere you get your, your, cho your, your, your chocolate chips. <laughs> I, I can't even picture them. I don't even know what you're talking no, about. No, they're fatter. They're like fatter chocolate chips. I, 
I just can't believe you literally came here to talk about fat, thick chocolate chips. Okay, my second one. Okay. All right, totally sharp left turn. Okay. Okay, walk and talk meetings. Oh, yeah, we've been doing that lately. I know, I'm so into it. It's such a yes for me. I think it solves so many things in one minute or in 30 minutes. We solve something, we're moving our body. I feel good when I'm done. It's just so efficient. I can't stand how much I like it. I started doing walk and talk meetings during 2020. I know. Before everyone was like about a Zoom. It was, Zooms were still a 50-50 at that point. And I agree, I miss a walk and talk. I know. And I, so I'll say a yes for me, which again, I did not prepare for this. I'm just like You don't have any fat, thick chocolate chips. No, I don't. I absolutely (laughs) don't. I actually had a call yesterday where (laughs) the person who who was like leading the Zoom said, just so you know, Clea is not a camera on person. And I said, thank you for knowing that. And to me, video off is self-care. I, I agree with this. I am sorry, but I am done. Like, we have reached a point in 2023. Yeah. If we need to be video on, I'd like to know why. Yeah. What, do you, what are you going to gain? What do you need to know <laughs> that we cannot just discuss with our voices? I think— Why do we have to look at each other? We don't. You and I never have to look at each other. Ever. No. I've seen you plenty of years. You know what, though? Uh, here's the thing. All these poor people with the camera on, I don't look at them either. I'm not looking at the, I'm talking, I'm listening to your voices. And if you're sharing your screen, then I'll look. It's too much pressure for everyone. I I think we need to eliminate Zoom. I think it's unfair. Also, not to like pull a cancer card about this, (laughs) but I am at high risk for blood clots. I can't just be sitting in front of a screen all day. I I think wherever, when it's possible, sometimes you actually need to like look at a screen and have somebody share a screen. So like there is a purpose and a reason to be at a computer taking calls. Of course. But when you can... I think a walk and talk is a huge yes for me. It's good for everyone. Yes. Get some air. Yeah. Like to have your conversation. I know. You can still you can do I would anything. Like statistics you need to do. on things that are solved walking and talking versus sitting and staring. I don't know that you're gonna find that data. I know, but, but I, I, I would but like I, think, I would like some sort of statistics. Okay, my number three, I think we could agree on this one, but a weighted blanket. So I'm new to the weighted blanket world. Yeah. I'm not new to a walk and talk. I love a walk I and know. talk. I'm new to the weighted blanket world. This is thanks to Joanna. Thank you. You deserve all the credit for this. And Joanna was so obsessed with me getting a weighted blanket. You, she was like waiting for the mailman. <laughs> you were like outside my house. And, and literally. Like, why isn't Indy barking? Isn't the mailman no, there? Li- I, you followed up multiple <laughs> yeah, times. I wanted the, like, the package tracking yes. receipt. She's like, what, has it been delivered yet? Yeah. So, okay. the it, it has been delivered. I bought a second one. I love this. Because I love it so much. I know. I have one on the couch to watch TV with and I have one that I sleep with. It really is so comforting. I can't get over it. So, okay, this is this is so funny that we're even talking about this. I was talking about this at lunch today Oh, to the waitress <laughs> because we were, t- I don't remember, we were just talking about like weird quirks. I just slept with the weighted blanket yeah. for like the first time. Okay. Like it's, this is new that I have a second one. Yes. So apparently there's like weighted blanket information that I didn't know. Okay. One of the scientific reasons, and this, I'm going to say this to the scientific community. I, this could be, I'm literally just repeating information right. that was told to me. Right. We're not I scientists. do not know if this is real at all, okay. but I think that there's some truth in it that I could understand. So apparently part of the like reason why weighted blankets work is it has to do with all the tiny little hairs on your body Mm. because like when you are stressed or like think of dogs where like the hair stands up on their back or like when hair stands up on the back of your neck or like something like that so apparently this is all from the waitress correct okay all right right, right, usually i would say i read something but i i'm just gonna be honest right and and sometimes also when i should say she might be a scientist though She's not. She oh, okay. she's a musician. Okay. Um. So this is not. Right. Hundred, this is not baked in fact at all. And I, you know, it could have been on TikTok. So okay. at least it was from a, a person. Okay. A, a all right. Source. Okay. So she said though that it's supposed to like calm, like all those tiny little hairs can cause these tiny little vibrations mm. with like the wind blowing, just like air blowing okay. in your house. And the reason why the thunder jacket on dogs, the whole reason why that exists, is to keep all the like oh, the, the hair, hair from like to the standing body. up. On, and okay. I don't know. Again, I do not know, but I could see a world in which friction around your I body see that too. is calmed by a weight. Yeah, I love. I, anyway, I I can't endorse them enough. Um. Yeah. No. I th- I think that they're really great. Um. I would say. Okay. This is a yes for me that we talked about daylight savings. It oh, has dramatically right. changed my mood. Oh. That I could. Well, part of it's a walk and talk too. It's the walk and talks because we to can be have a able, five o'clock walk and talk. Absolutely. To be able to walk outside yeah. in the sunshine daylight at 4.30, 5 o'clock 
that is a game changer because sometimes you just don't get it together to walk before right. 4 p.m. That's right. You know, right. you kind of need that yeah. end, of the, end of the day. I, I love this for you. Yeah. No, I think that the the sunshine, I feel like vitamin D, yep. like all, all of those things, even though, of course, I'm like completely covered up, have a hat on, <laughs> like there's no skin showing. But I, I think that it is a dramatic mood. I love this. I love these yeses. I'm, I'm trying to get you onto the daylight savings. I, I'm train. here. I'm not. I'm not. An, I'm no. You were on the other. You first of all, it was not an important thing to you, which was no. crazy to find it, out. You're right. It was not important. I thing. can't imagine. But I'm eating chocolate chips in bed under a weighted blanket <laughs> at 5 p.m. Yes. So you're fine if it's dark. Kinda. Pitch dark doesn't matter. You know what? Your happiness is my happiness. Thank Clea. you. Thank so you. So I I feel great about this. Okay. All right. Well, I'm really glad about that. Yeah. Okay. Those are on my on my list. But okay. um, yeah, I think that it all centers around actually, well, aside from the chocolate chips, <laughs> I think self-care, comfort, being outside in the warmth and the sunshine, walking. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is like good for us. I know. I love this mental health journey. Oh, okay. We want to know what your yeses are right now because I, I mean, I could always use some more, like some recommendations. Yeah, we're absolutely open to yes recommendations. You know what? I, lo- I love a yes recommendation on podcast, book, show, movie. But we we love to hear from you. Um, so make sure to DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram. You can message us on TikTok. Um, we love to hear it. We actually take them to heart. And we'll, we do. Read, some, we'll read some DMs in a minute. Um, but first, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Emily Hampshire. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you will instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Are you ready? No. You're not ready? Never. This is a very exciting day for us. Did you even think this day would ever come? I I did because I knew that I was going to annoy Emily until she said yes. I was going to bang on her door until she came on with us. But we are chatting with the one and only, the amazing... Emily Hampshire. Of course, you know her as Stevie Bud from, I mean, our favorite show of all time. Of all time. Schitt's Creek, um, which ran for six seasons. Unbelievable. Emily is doing a million things right now. She's starring in the show The Rig, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. She has a new movie coming out called The End of Sex. And she recently wrote a graphic novel, which I'm so excited about. We're going to talk about it right now, called Amelia Airwood, Basic Witch. Emily, we are, be- like, I have never been so excited. Emily, I, this is so happy. So fabulous to have you. Thank you for okay, joining Okay, I didn't know that this intro would be done in front of me. <laughs> I thought you guys, like, recorded that somewhere else. And then, so to hear your own intro is a real experience. Um, I'm not saying a great, it's a weird one. I understand but, uh, that. Yeah. If someone were just, like, listing my accolades, I'd be like, oh, God. Oh, my God. We don't Our- have that many, Clea. No, we it, don't. Ours would not last very long. It would be short. Yeah. Hey, they were good organizers. Yeah, yeah. But you deserve that much and more, to be honest. I could keep going. I know. You're incredible. You're so (laughs) talented. You're one of the funniest people we know. You're such a freaking good actress. We have so many things to talk to you about. But I'd love to start with the graphic novel because I feel like this is a new endeavor, which... How multi-talented, multi-hyphenate can a person well, that's be? Well, that's where we get mad, is when people have more than one talent. We just yeah. get mad about it. Oh. Yeah, no, So, it, but it's not my talent. I have a talent for choosing amazingly <laughs> talented people. And also, I never in a million years thought I would do a graphic novel. It never occurred to me until um, an agent of mine who left agenting to follow his passion, which is comic books, reached out to me and he was like, you know, I just feel like you have a comic book in you. And 
I was like, that's so weird. Why would you think that? And he said, because of your brain. <laughs> and so, and I don't know that that was a compliment, it but is. I was just so, I, the minute I was presented with that, I kind of started thinking about what would my comic book be mm -hmm. in me? And I just felt like it, it had to be me. It had to be, um, there would be messiness. I know that you guys might have uh, messaged me to come on this show, but I had messaged you <laughs> many times. People wanted to put me on hoarders, and I was like, just let me get the home edit girls in, and I won't have to go on hoarders. But anyway, so I, I was actually watching the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. I was watching uh, some vintage Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I was thinking, like, what if there was one sister that you never heard about mm -hmm. because she was like embarrassing and really bad at being a Kardashian because that would be me. <laughs> I would be the worst like influencer, all those things. And so I was like, what if the worst witch in the world was born into the most famous family of elite witches mm -hmm. and they had their own reality show and she got kicked off the reality show because she was such a bad witch. She was a mess. Bad witch. A mess of a yeah. witch. I love this so much. Uh, and I want to talk, I have a million questions about the book, but when I grew up in my, in my day, I was Daria a hundred percent, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I was, that is who I was. It's who I identified as. It's still who I identify as. Daria was brilliant. Daria was brilliant. That is me. And I feel like, where did you get your inspiration for, I mean, obviously watching vintage Kardashians, but where did you, where was the core of who Amelia is. Oh, actually, literally, Daria is mm -hmm. one of the sure. people on, <laughs> on the inspo list because the Kardashians was for the story of sure. it, but the, the soul of Amelia is the anti-Kardashian. Yes. And um, I used to like this comic it, called uh, Emily the Strange. Mm -hmm. And not oh, so much- Oh, I know exactly. Right? It was like this whole thing of merch that people would always get me. I had the merch. You had the merch? Yes. Me too. Because Amazing. I worked in a weird vintage shop, not vintage, but like a eclectic store in Haight-Ashbury a hundred years ago, and they so sold fun. Emily. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone would get that to me. I yeah. still have the like writing, like Emily's yes. blackmail. Like yes. I will send you a note written on blackmail. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was an inspiration, but really it kind of came Amelia's not not me. Right, <laughs> there's totally. a lot of there's a lot. I mean, this is like for example, like that's that. Yeah. This is audio, so you might not. But that's oh, her room, and that yeah. that is my room. <laughs> For anyone listening, I have seen photos of Emily's room because she is kind enough to send them our yes, way. she has. And, them. you know, I mean, there you have things. You are a collector of things and you like to look at them. They are around your room. It's like, I don't even know. It feels like I know where everything is when it's messy. Right. When right. Well, you're it's, a true creative. Uh, yes, you're a true what creative. You are. Yeah. yeah. However, I will organize a drawer. It's, and like, I'm a Virgo, so I shouldn't be messy. But like, if you give me a drawer, I will color code, alphabetize, mm -hmm. organize that drawer. But it's the macro of it. that, sure. uh, Which I think is actually, I think that's a really good thing to know about yourself. I think that there is a difference between a micro and a macro, you know, like your brain can do it. It can attack certain things and get super focused on it. And I think the other stuff, it's like, you don't need it like in your heart, you know what I mean? Like you, you you can have your organized drawer and the rest is big picture. And I think that that's okay. Was it hard to stay focused doing the graphic novels too? Well, I just feel like I learned a lesson there about <laughs> myself because you're right. I never actually articulated that, but yeah, in doing the graphic novel, I was much, I'm so detail oriented. Mm -hmm. And so big picture of it was harder for me, but like what was so great about a graphic novel is that there's so many pieces of it that come together at different times like lettering there mm -hmm. is a person who does just lettering totally um and i can get into a font like oh like nobody's <laughs> business like nobody's yeah. business and um and coloring and all those so i got to go through each detail of mm -hmm. it so intricately but my favorite thing is that the um the lead artist on it Kristen gudsnick would take something in my head i.e a jello pool i've always wanted a jello <laughs> pool and <laughs> um yeah. yeah she put the jello pool in the comic but took it up a level by around it um well, so whenever Amelia is anxious, she goes into a void, her imagination. And so this jello pool is in her imagination. And around the pool, Kristen wrote, running aloud, 
no rules, cool people only. Like just and and then in every in my room uh, in Amelia's room, uh, she would put things like little Schitt's Creek Easter eggs mm. and like oh, there's that. a Larry Air pamphlet. There's like so all fun. it's like finding Where's Waldo and mm-hmm. all. Um, I love that. That is the best. Oh my gosh. What, yeah. what do you think it, it like? I know my kids gravitate so deeply towards graphic novels. Both I, I have a 12 year old and a nine year old. So does Joanna actually. Um, do your kids love graphic novels? Yeah, especially Miles. Yeah, loves them. He loves. Do you think that we're just living in such a visual age that they kind of almost need that to get into stories? What What do you think it is? I mean, I think that's I think that's a really good point. I gravitated towards magazines and store or Archie comics totally. and stuff with pictures because I'm I'm dyslexic, so I have a really hard time. Like it'll take me a day to read one page, mm-hmm. yet if I read a comic book, I can read the whole thing and I feel super successful. Like I finished a book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something to that, but I think you're right. Like I never thought about that. We are living in such a visual age that like, it's not enough to Mm -hmm. just have the words. I I mean, we never, I think about myself with like video games and I mean, I had a Game Boy. Oh, I did too. You know what I mean? Like we had- I had Atari. Yeah, yeah, so did I. It was like two colors. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, and, and nowadays I understand it. I really do. Like my my daughter, she loves the Babysitter's Club series, for instance. And she reads them in the graphic novel version where we were just thumbing through Dawn right. going to California on vacation totally. and had to yeah. like read words. Like there wasn't a picture in sight, but it's, yeah. it, but it is different. I think that kids are, they're so keyed in now. And I think that they yeah. resonate so well. I'm so excited to, to get this book and, and give it to my daughter. I am so excited to send it to you for your daughter because I feel like, I mean, I follow your Instagram. Instagram and I know your husband and uh, I just feel like she might be as into Amelia as I am. So I'm excited. Were you inspired to create this character, Stevie? I know I'm sure the words came off the page, but you put so much life into her as a character. Well, it's so weird. I remember when I first auditioned for it and a friend of mine had auditioned for it as well. And later when I got the role, she was like, it made so much sense that you got this because I remember reading the sides for it and I just didn't get it. And my response to that, like in my head was, what was there not to get? It was just so clear to me, but I realized maybe not to other people. And um, when we had wrapped, Dan showed us all our our audition tapes. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> and what was so fascinating was to see everyone else came into the room with who they are on the show. Like Annie made Alexis mm-hmm. and that wasn't the Alexis on like yes the writing was there but like she brought the, yeah, the hands, hands. To hands yeah. The, yeah and um and Noah coming like it oh, was so gosh. amazing to see and I for the first time I think I could see in myself why I was cast whereas normally I'm like oh, I don't know they made a mistake uh, but like when I saw it I was like oh I would have cast me your I, character <laughs> is brilliant I mean it Was there an episode that you just like resonated with the most or just had a favorite episode? I mean, for me, it's Cabaret. Um, Oh, Cabaret is so good. But it's also, it was something that like before this show, uh, my dream role was to be Sally Bowles in Cabaret. Mm. I had said it in press when people are like, what's your dream role? And I remember at the beginning of the show, I said to Dan for a season, I'm like, can we do a musical on the show? Because I mm-hmm. always ask to do a musical on everything I'm in. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we might do, like the town might put on a musical. And I thought, well, Stevie would be the person like in in black, moving the furniture in between, right. sure. you know, right. scenes. I never in a million years thought she would be Sally Bowles, kind of in the same way that Stevie never thought that. Right. So it was kind of giving me my, the better dream than than what I had for myself yeah. to sing that song as Stevie. It's such a different it's message. so fabulous, it that really episode. Is. I mean, do you have like a gut feeling of why it struck such a chord with people, this show? I mean, I do think it was a perfect, timing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot like there was political stuff going on that was not so great and then and then covid happened and I think people were at home either 
with their family or not with their family. And there was on TV this kind of chosen family that you could watch with the whole family or if you didn't have anybody, this could be your safe space. And I think the world was really wanting something that it didn't have before, which was kind comedy. Right. And I do think it brought that to the surface and a kind of comedy that didn't sacrifice it's humor for its heart. Like right. it could be lovely, but it was still funny. Yes. Like so usually stuff funny. like that gets sappy, but yep. it didn't. It was brilliant. It really, I, like I I mean, Joanna and I, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it. Oh. Like it's it's like an absurd, someone should take my TV no, it's, away. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. Scary. I know. It's really, but it's so, it's so easy to digest and watch again and again. And it's every time you watch it, it's the same things are still funny. And it's, even new things. You find new things, yeah. which are still funny. I remember this was before, before COVID when things were still just fun. Like when things were just like a nice time to right, be had. before there was the word COVID. Mm-hmm. Right, before before COVID existed. But you're right. I mean, still so much turmoil. And I feel like we all needed to laugh. Like we all needed yeah. a smile. And I would just DM or text Dan just like words. I'd be like thrice, you know, or like whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like there were just certain things. Um, Like the, the game night. Oh, where it's game like, night is oh, the best. No, no points for you. No points for you. This no, is, yeah. no points for you. No points for you is truly who I am as a human being. No yeah. points for you. That is like, I I think about, I say, I still say that. It's so, it's just right. We'll be right back after this break. First, a word from our sponsors. So I, wait, I have a question. I'm trying to think back. Joanna and I visited the Schitt's Creek set. Um, yeah, you guys were early adopters. Like Very early No adopters. one yeah. else was into, like, even when you say before COVID, like, most people discovered it. Like, Netflix, but then COVID. We were, no, we, we were, were on pre Netflix. We were pop. We were yeah. pop network. I remember the first time I saw, like, a bus ad. I was like, oh, my God, other people are going to be watching. Like, I yeah. was so excited about it because I felt like, I was like an EP on the show. Like that's like yeah, the way it, she did. Pretty much was. No, she actually <laughs> yeah. does think she That's the she way was. it felt. Yeah. But so Joanna and I went to visit the set in Toronto, which again, it's like, maybe we should keep us out. Like that was like a bad <laughs> yeah. choice. Like don't ever bring like the a super set fan. With the me- we have to pull up the pictures. I just, I know. I just we'll, came across it with the menus. We'll post the pictures yeah. and like the, the cafe and everything. So we're on set. And I actually don't think you were there that day. I don't remember. No, yeah. I wasn't. I was very upset. Yeah. Yeah. I Because re- we, we talked to Noah for a while. Yeah. Um, obviously Dan who and brought the, us, who brought these crazy right, women on right. board. Right. And then you had in a moment. So, okay. So here's what we're here. Let me just set the scene. So we're, we're in the director's chairs as it is. We're a mess on like, no, again, no one should have let us in. I accidentally dropped my bag during all of it. Everything spills out. I know we're supposed to be quiet. We're not being cool. I'm literally leaning over, just trying to get everything back into my bag. Joanna's clearing mm-hmm. her throat, which I'm like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden I hear Dan say, I want you to meet my pals, Cleo and Joanna. And I, I stand up from my bag that spilled everywhere. And it was Catherine O'Hara dressed like Beetlejuice. And she's like, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, oh, she's Moira Rose standing in front of me, even though she's Catherine O'Hara. I say Catherine, like we're very good friends. And we proceed to have like a 15 minute conversation with this absolute legend and icon. And I'm blacked out no, the whole time. Clea's so weird. She's like, was I weird? I was like, oh, you were so weird. I think I was. Yeah. But okay. I found that when I've gotten, I remember when I met Dane Fonda and I, I'm not usually, I'm not like big fangirl of yeah. most actors yeah. and stuff, but uh, I am of her and mm-hmm. I became weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Like I wrote her this long letter in turbulence <laughs> on a plane and then gave it to her and it was like a serial killer. Oh, um, that's, that's, but that was me. It did make me more empathetic to any time a fan comes up to me and they're weird. I'm like, I know I've been weird too. Right. <laughs> it is, it is just hard to be cool in a moment that just overtakes you. Yeah, you, you can't know? help yourself. You can't help no, it. I've been weird before too. Joanna I mean, had a really uh, weird moment with John Mayer once. She doesn't even care about John care. Mayer. No. You just, you know, sometimes you just have moments that are uncool. I'm glad to know about you with Jane Fonda. Yeah, that makes yeah. us feel better. Well, I really want to know about your weird, what was weird with you and John Mayer? <laughs> literally zero thing. Okay, like, this I, is, I'll just say this in ugh. two seconds. Her husband it works in music and had like kind of organized this like fan meet and greet kind of thing after a show. And Joanna had just read like a scathing article about John Mayer and like Jennifer Aniston or something like this was all the way back then Joanna was wearing like a puka shell necklace like it was like very (laughs) old and like 
a top from like Quicksilver. So she it is definitely like, wasn't from Quicksilver. No, but she's like at this meet and greet and she's like, I do not want to talk to him. Like what? And she was literally afraid that something like a voice would just come out yes. aside of her and be like, how could you do this to, to Jennifer and Aniston? And I don't know Jennifer Aniston, no, by the way. Joanna, and Joanna, not that we don't love Jennifer Aniston, but has no personal feelings no, about her. No, I just was <laughs> angry at John. Right. And so Joanna was so angry at this who I don't, John also don't Mayer, know. who she <laughs> oh does God, not so care funny. about. And she was like, I can't do it. And, jo and Jeremy's like, "You can you please just like come back here with me, like b backstage? And so Joanna is standing in a corner of the room with her back turned yeah, to the meet and greet. That was weird. And at the very end of the line, <laughs> John Mayer's like, who's the straggler over there? And Joanna like won't look at, she's standing in the corner staring oh at the God, wall. So weird. And then Jeremy has to be like, that's my wife. And like, so <laughs> it's just... Yeah. You know, weird stuff happens. So, so weird. Weird stuff yeah, happens. Yeah, so, you know, we're not so innocent over here. No. Oh, it's so funny, though, how weird people get. I, I want to play a character who's just always in a state of that kind of <laughs> yes. weird. Because it's so, and you know you're being weird, and you yeah. can't stop. You're, like, yeah. trapped in the weird. You're trapped in it. Um, okay, so, again, you are you play this iconic role in this iconic show. Do people come up to you, speaking of being weird, do people come up to you on the street and just, like, shout quotes at you? No, what's so, this actually flows perfectly from the weird because mm -hmm. what actually happens to me, like Dan regularly gets like, sure. ew, David, and like, <laughs> which I love. We all love that he gets that all the time. Um, <laughs> but I get, a lot of people are like, point and like, call me Stevie. And mm -hmm. I get so excited because I love Stevie. Mm -hmm. And then people realize, woof, you are nothing like Stevie. Right. And I'm like, way too much, not cool like Stevie. And so I think I scare people with <laughs> no. my weird. I mean, I love when people say Stevie to me. I just love even the, I love when people name their pets Stevie. I, I mean, again, I think it's insane. Really, when I think back again, like I'm an EP on the show, I think back yeah. to the early days of Schitt's Creek and you know, you don't always know that something's going to be a phenomenon, but I felt it so deeply with this show. And you're, I was just so happy that it it became that phenomenon because it's it deserves it. It is. It, is it just a show that's gonna like, of course, like just last in your heart forever? Yeah. What's so funny is that I think you are an EP of the show to have that foresight because I remember when we were shooting first season and we were in the we were doing exteriors, so we were in the town that we shoot as Shits mm -hmm. Creek, and some truck went by and yelled, um, "Eat a dick, Eugene!" <laughs> and by the last season. All the townspeople were like around the monitor eating pizza, giving, being like, yeah, that was a good one. That was right. a good one. That, Print that, was... that one. <laughs> so everybody felt like they were part of that thing. But yes, it's it's just so weird how it happened too, because when I signed on to the show with Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, I thought it was going to be a hit right out of the gate. Yeah. Right? I also didn't know that Stevie was going to be such a great character. I thought I was signing up to give towels and <laughs> make a sarcastic Daria joke, but it didn't take the first season. And then we only got a second season because we were shooting in Canada at the CBC with our Canadian broadcaster, like mm -hmm. it's government funded. They have to give us a second season. <laughs> and so by the time it became really popular, we were done. Yeah. Which is very shit's creaky. And for yes, it to like it win all these awards right. when we're done. Right. But the thing that was so funny is how many people would come up to us being like, I'm so sad. This show is over. You have no idea how hard it is for me to not, you know, be able to watch new episodes. And I'm like, you don't know how hard it is for me. Right. Yeah. right. I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> and I lost all my friends. And so, yeah, it was oh, like we genuinely God. love each other. And when it was over, it was really hard for all of us. So I'm curious, a, a lot of your recent work is not in the Schitt's Creek genre. It's in thriller, it's in horror, it's in sci-fi. How was that transition or was that like always living inside of you and wanting to do this kind of show? No, it definitely wasn't. Like I am not a sci-fi person at all. I um I did this show 12 Monkeys that was a um, Oh yes. that was a time travel show and like I did four seasons of that show and I still cannot understand time travel like how <laughs> I can be with old me and um but what I do respond to is like this new show I have The Rig like I didn't even know what a rig was mm -hmm. but the story was so amazing and I in terms of science fiction I can get into something that I can believe it could happen mm -hmm. kind of like like Black Mirror you know right, that, right, that right, show right. Black where it's like 
this close to being true. And that's what I felt with the rig was, was it was based on this real environmental science and like, this could happen. Uh Um, I need to have that connection. I like, I don't like Middle Earth. I don't like mm-hmm. dragons, those <laughs> kinds of things. I've never seen Harry Potter. Oh, or you any, would love I, Harry Potter. I, I haven't people s- tell me that all I the haven't time seen it either. Like, I haven't seen no, it either. No, but you wouldn't love it. No, you told me I would. Yeah. Well, I think everyone would, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sell it to you, but I'm going to sell it to Emily because I'm telling you, you would. Do you think, I'm not like a fan of boy wizards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. like, I don't like walk around like thinking that like I'm, well, and you wrote about a book about a witch. You would love Harry Potter, but it's, it's your friends. That's the thing. Like Harry Potter, I felt similarly to Harry Potter. Like I did about Schitt's Creek when the books were over. I was like, I have no friends. Oh, maybe I would. I like the school aspect of stuff. Like I used to love Annie. I always wanted to be in an orphanage. I, yeah, like. (laughs) Love Harry Potter. Okay. So in addition to everything else, you also have a movie coming out called The End of Sex. Tell us a little bit about this movie. Oh, so the end of sex um, is about the end of sex. It sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's basically this um, married couple, Emma and Josh, who um, have this week where their kids are going to camp and they're going to like have the best sex ever. And the minute the kids are gone, they realize that, oh, we kind of lost that thing. Mm -hmm. And so they spend the week trying to rekindle their sex life by going on hilarious, lots of awkward sexual adventures. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's very fun. I do feel like it's a movie that is so ripe for now. Like, I can't believe it's going to be in theaters in Canada and the US April 28th. And it does feel like a movie to go to the theater for which I is love weird. no I am a theater goer I love movies yeah. I want the popcorn yeah. I want to sit there in my newly reclining seat at the movie theater yes. I know theaters have gotten much better theaters have been upgraded yeah. they are good I I too love going to the theater like I don't like going out at all at all anywhere yeah. but I love going to the theater and that is what I would do with someone if I had to do something with someone I 1000% agree I just find it that was always my happy place. Like, let's just go to a movie. My my husband and I, and we would- And not talk. And not yeah. talk. A hundred, yes. It is, is that why I love it? No, is that what you it just is? get lost in someone else's story. I just- And the food and the reclining. And the popcorn yeah. and the reclining. Oh, yeah. And I just love like when the lights go off, the swell of the music. Talk about Annie at the orphanage. I'm like, <laughs> let's go to the movie. You know, like I, <laughs> I am ready to always go to the movies and I understand- Like, are we going to a movie tonight? I would love to. Joanna oh. doesn't like watching movies. I, I just, they're long for me. I think I have a- I think we might be very similar because I too, I can't even, I don't, I don't like watching movies until I'm forced to and I yes. do and then I love That's it. That's how I, I am. Yes. Joanna was a film major. It's the same thing though, until I'm forced and then so I was like, what, then Emily, what, what is your preferred thing to watch? TV, series, or film? Uh, I really only watch murder documentaries. Same, um, same. Okay, so you're back to Clea. Yeah, this is Documentaries. And to watch anything that's scripted or a movie, it's either work-related, like I need to research something Mm -hmm. for something, or I'm tricked into it. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, there's very few. I mean, White Lotus might be something that I did watch and love and uh, and yellow jackets as well i initially watched it as something i had auditioned for and i wanted to see what it was like and mm-hmm. and so but then after the first episode i it was the first thing i actually binged i'd never binged Ooh, any scripted before okay i want yeah. see i because i take your um recommendation seriously i want to watch yellow jackets now i hope that harry potter has sunk into your brain <laughs> this is now about clea this is it's just what, about what's me. happening here yeah uh, but yellow jackets is on my list so i'm really happy to know that you love it okay all right we end every conversation with something that we call five minutes for hugs because whenever you talk to someone you need to remain five minutes for to give hugs right so it this is just a little like lightning round, so to speak, so everyone can get to know some of the sides of your brain that we didn't get to talk about. Okay. Be- being a Canadian, do you prefer Montreal or like Los Angeles? Oh, I mean, to live? Oh, I might be, I might get my Canadian citizenship taken from me. <laughs> yeah, you can um, lie. You can lie. No yeah, one's gonna, so no well, one's to follow. live, I do prefer Los Angeles, but I love being from Montreal. I love like going back there and, um, and everything about it culturally. It's so cool. It, 
creates the coolest artists. It's its own kind of planet. Yeah, so I would have to say if I'm living somewhere, I would say L.A. just purely because, yeah. you know, the weather. Except yeah. right now. LA is right. LA is I mean, not everything's up for yeah, yeah. the world right. is ending. That's so right. Sure. Really That's right. It doesn't matter. It's actually both. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's like there are locusts and frogs right. at this point. Okay. It's really yeah. okay. Next one. Flannel shirts or black tie? Oh, I mean, listen, I've had my I feel like I'm at capacity of flannel shirts for a lifetime. <laughs> However, my vibe would be in line with flannel. So could it just be Shirt lose comfort and yes. not save the flannel. Yes, yes, it there can. are no actual rules, and yeah. again, no one. There's going to be zero follow ups, so I think that whatever okay. whatever you say goes. Um, okay. What was your favorite subject in elementary school? Oh, I mean, I got this on my report card. Um, it, it was always uh, Emily plays well alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, are you more of a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. Um, so much so that like. When people want to do stuff, like hang and stuff, uh, whatever people do, like go to the club, uh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. It's like nine. I was in bed at 930 last yep, night. I, this is where you and I align. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I will I be watching on the couch. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You like to be out though. No, not not really anymore. That's true. Right. You've come to the dark side. I've come to the dark side where I'm like, eight o'clock? <laughs> what? You know? We, we had dinner with someone uh, the other day. I forget who it was. And at this time, I mean Joanna and me. But like, <laughs> like they literally set the time at 7. Oh, yeah. We were like, mm, I don't know. We were know. like, we're going to have to cancel. Yeah, we're just not going to be able to make it. That's not that's not the type of thing that's going to happen. Um, okay, Joanna, you want to ask the yeah, last one? Yeah, last one. Favorite book. Oh, favorite book. I think that would have to be – this is – a real old but like she's come undone by wally lamb this is Ugh. so old no but it was it the book that i love really wally like lamb. was the first time i read a novel of my own volition right and was affected and i read it twice i've never done anything mm -hmm. crazy like that again. but uh, well yeah. if you read harry potter you'd read it again um <laughs> that's fine because that's what people do they reread it it's fine you know what she's a You're pusher gonna, she's I, such a pusher i am but i feel so strongly about i this. know but you're a pusher. I am a pusher, but like I give up. Like Joanna is not someone who can be pushed to read. Harry no, Potter. sometimes, sometimes though, when people, even something I want to watch, or so, if I'm like, oh, I want to watch that thing, and then the next day they're like, hey, you want to watch? You wanted to see this thing. Now I don't anymore because yeah. you told me to. That's <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a fair point. I feel like sometimes I, but I can actually be swayed. I'm so easily uh, yeah. enticed by things. You are. That's true about you. I get very, I'm a very curious person. So it's like you say mm. Yellow Jackets is great. And I'm like, I can't get home fast enough to turn it oh. on and, and try it. I'm really excited. I'm not, I'm going to the movies now. I know. I might go yep. with you. We can go at five o'clock. Yep. We're going to watch The End of Sex. And I can't wait to it's get my daughter a book about Amelia. The basic witch. I feel I like it's. I'm very excited. For I know all we of came away with a lot of a lot of new content and amazing takeaways. Yeah, a lot of oh, notes. I got I got a lot out of this. I got some real lessons about my mess and the way it permeates my life. And, well, I'm uh, actually. Yeah. I you're you are such a Virgo. I really think your ability to to hone in and focus in on these key elements, even writing the book sounds like, you know, with fonts and with, you know, very specific mm. details. I say own it. I'm actually really upset I'm not a Virgo. It pisses me off on a Wait, what basis. are you? I'm an Aquarius. It's not right. It's not right for me. Huh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We are yeah. It's, it's not right. And I think about it a lot. I'm Joanna's a Leo. That's not right either. I know. We had a whole podcast about it. We're, I anyway, know. We're, we have the wrong horoscopes. But so, yeah. such is life, right? We have the wrong horoscopes. I'm convinced my mother just kind of told Lied me my to birthday yeah. and like didn't really research it. You know, she was just yeah, like, yeah. she was like, it was somewhere in the vicinity. You know, your that, mother was Moira Rose. A hundred percent. All right. Well, Emily, we could talk to you forever. I know. Seriously. Next we need time to we're... do this in person. Yeah. Let's do it in person. Yeah. And I, Same. I cannot yeah. wait for all of your projects. You're so talented. You're so amazing. And we so appreciate you I coming know. Thank on. you for taking the time. Thank we're you. So thank you for having me. This was so special to be on your so show. So You're fun. just the best. Yeah. I'm going to, I have, yes. a, I'm going to have a whole list of new books and shows for you to watch. Okay. Same. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you Bye. so Thank you. much. Bye. All right. Are you ready to read some DMs? Let's do it. Okay. So Hillary DM'd us. Any good solutions for organizing contact lenses? Oh, she, she, she see what she did there? No, what? Solutions. 
Oh my God. I had to. I <laughs> don't even know. Like your head is a crazy place to I be. I know. Do you look for puns? No, I, they just follow me. They just... They come. Okay. I wear dailies and keep the boxes. Different prescription for each eye. Same with me, actually. So we can talk about this. On my bathroom counter. Ooh, no, girl. Not on your bathroom counter. That's not good. It looks bad. Correct. But I use them. Well, daily. And I need to figure something out. Okay. Actually, you know what? I, I misspoke because I do not have dailies. I have monthlies. Mm. So I understand more if it's dailies to have them right there. But let me just address the fact I have I have monthlies, but I have a different prescription for each eye. Joanna uh, doesn't wear contact lenses. She barely wears glasses. <laughs> and glasses. Her, they're reading glasses and they have giant jammy hand smudges all over this them. This is true. This is so true. she can't even see. Right. But um, <laughs> but I would say try and avoid the bathroom counter if possible. I know that a lot of people live in tight living situations that you need to use the bathroom counter for storage. So let's kind of do a two-prong approach. One on if you have the option and one if you don't. If you have an alternative to the counter, we like to use things called daily drawers or a daily bin, which can yeah. go underneath the sink. Or on the counter. You can it have can. a cute one. Sure. You... But let, let's do the counter okay. se separate. Okay. Let's give some other, just, you know, when possible, we like to have clear countertops. It just you know, makes you feel good in the morning. So we like to have little baby bins inside of a drawer that organize everything. I would personally separate the contacts into two little baby bins. So I have a right eye and a left eye. You can even put one little bin to the right, one little bin to the left. I love that. Right. Um, you can have your eye solution, your rewetting drops, all of that, and another little baby bin. I think that if you're a big contact wearer, this is a really good solution for you. If you want to have a bin underneath the sink, you can have little baby bins within the bin. Um, if you don't really have the storage in a drawer or space under a sink, you can do an over the over the door unit, which is also great to have our baby bins inside yep. of it. Um, you can get them at the container store where wherever you want, but an over the door unit is a really great space to create storage where one didn't exist. You could have a cart. I know. I was coming in cart. with the cart. That's right. You can always have a cart. Even if you have a pedestal sink, you know, the cart can just go right up next to it. You can divide even up the cart between skincare, beauty, eye care, you know, whatever you want. It's usually three tiers. Um, and then you want to do countertop? Well, yeah. I mean, if you need to have it on your counter, we totally get that. So then you would want to just have cute little bins or little baby drawers on your counter that you can, again, use this, what we call a daily drawer. You can also do a divided turntable for contacts True. and you can label because the divided turntable you can label each division like each little that's true. pie area yep. and you could have one for your right eye one for your left eye one for your contact solution like you could right. have it all you there have an eye turntable and you could you could you could also have it with your toothbrush and toothpaste right. and a daily you know, turntable you, right you could you could absolutely have that and i think it would look really cute i do too hopefully that helped i'm gonna go um and investigate my own contact solutions now okay. that i now that we discussed now it. Now that we have it. Yeah, now that, now, that, now that we have a plan. Okay. I'm going to be like, is mine up to par? I'm, I'm going to revisit that. Um, but I love a daily drawer. I have daily drawers I love a daily drawer bins. too. It makes me happy every single day. Yeah. And when certain things get low in it, oh. I'm like, can't get there fast enough. No. have to restock. Same. Yeah. Okay. This is Michelle. I was listening to your podcast about gift giving and had a question. Are people still bringing wrapped gifts to baby showers? Oh. It feels a little old school to me. Sitting around watching someone open gifts feels like it gets boring for people. I had been hoping by the time my daughter was ready for a baby shower, we just had a party. Thoughts on unwrapped gifts? No. I I have a different solution I'm just going to offer up, which I'm pretty, I, I would be willing to bet we have the same. I am sure we have the same solution. Absolutely no gift opening at parties. A hundred percent. Go wrap your gifts, girl. Yeah. Wrap your gifts. Yeah. Keep them. No one needs to be opening presents at a party. Nobody should be opening presents. 100%. I know it's a shower. Nobody needs to see it. I don't think an unwrapped gifts is the answer. I, I think I, not boring people. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. For me with baby showers, and I'll just use my own baby shower as an example, no unwrapping presents in front of everyone, no games. Those are my rules. Yeah, I get it. Absolute hard passes on those. I may have, I may have done an, un now that I think about it, but done what? Uh, the unwrapping? The but I can't think of anything worse. Uh, people were actually like, open your presents. And I was like, no. It's like awful. I think that person was my mom. Okay, at least with baby gifts, like they are cute as opposed to like bridal. But I, well, bridal is also an absolute nightmare. I, I didn't even have a bridal yeah. shower. I, I was like, no, no one needs to be subjected no, I didn't to have, that. I didn't have that. No either. bachelorette party, none yeah. of it. Come to my party. That's called the wedding. Yeah. I'm more likely to go to a baby shower than a bridal shower only because there's no main event with the baby. There's no wedding. Yeah. Like you're not showing up to the hospital. I agree. So, but I, but I hate them as yeah. a rule. And the yes. problem with opening presents at a baby shower is you are literally forced go, oh, yeah. Ooh. 
for a onesie. I've never seen you make that oh, face. Because I don't go. Because yeah. they're, I think, ooh. ooh. And like, you have to react and everything has to be cute. And it's like, God, it's exhausting. No, it's exhausting. Fully, okay, so I think we solved this one. Yeah, so the answer is just, don't make people do that. Yeah, like right. I bring think, bring a wrapped gift. And the the reason why I actually condone wrapped gifts, first of all, I think the gift wrap is cute. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, I think it's an absolute fair thing to not feel like you're going to be one upped by someone else with the gift giving. So like if you you know wrap wrap whatever. But present also, it's you weird got. to show up with a not wrapped gift unless it's like a gift basket of stuff. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, it's just it would be very. It's weird. very weird. It feels like it came from a gift closet. Yes, and you didn't have time. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, okay. it's a no. That that's right. All right. I hope we answered that question, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, so, we feel Michelle, you, yeah, <laughs> if we feel pretty passionately. Wrapped presents. Don't make people open them in front of you. Um, okay, that is it for this episode. We are back on Tuesday, um, but until then, we'll be back on Thursday with Best Friend Energy Unpacked. And you know we love hearing from you, so make sure to DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram or TikTok. Um, you can keep in touch with us in comments on the home edit social, whatever you want. You know how to get in touch. You can also go to bestfriendenergypod.com. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off which if you've ever experienced can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.